everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Coco and Dolls. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming offerings on Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus, HBO Max. Is that everything? I'm sure it is. Apple TV Plus. Apple TV. Ted Lasso, you rule. Yes. So I'm not Daltz. And I'm not Coco. And not Coco. What are we reviewing on this? Our 148th episode, I believe. Look at that. 148. Wow. What is 148? Is that like crystal or (laughs) fudgio? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. (laughs) If you're married 148 years... Then, then you need something stronger. That, <laughs> yeah, I think totally. Scotch. I think 148 <laughs> yeah, totally. is Scotch. So we are reviewing the Chestnut Man, a limited series on Netflix. Chestnut Man it was a uh, series that was filmed in Denmark, so it's Danish. And listener, please bear with me because I'm doing the summary and Coco's not. And we don't speak Danish, so our pronunciations may be a bit mangled. So as in, I'm not going to do any of them. I'm just going to (laughs) say the guy who did this. So the story is, there's a series of graphic, horrible, grisly murders. And the police in suburban Copenhagen, which is in Denmark... It's the capital of Denmark, if yes, I recall. You're correct, actually. <laughs> you recall? You're like you were there and you're like, I this is the capital. <laughs> if I recall from like fifth grade geography. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, this is why I don't do the summaries listener because Coco <laughs> because interrupts I interrupt, me I'm sorry. all the time with her dazzling good looks. So there's a horrible series of murders. The cops come in in suburban Copenhagen and try to investigate them. Do they succeed in investigating them? I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the grizzly murders are uh, piecemeal and put together, and they have some links, common links. The first two are, uh, the links are, well, they were, the mothers were suspected as being bad mothers, and then the chestnut man is trying to rectify this by freeing the children from the, the, these bad mothers. And then the third murder happens, and it's the same thing. They're very grizzly murders. Hands are chopped off. Feet are chopped off, and little uh, chestnut men, oddly enough, are left at the scene of each murder. And when we say chestnut men, we mean men made of chestnuts. I didn't know that was a thing. That must be like big in Denmark. Because well, it must I'd, be a Danish thing. Yeah. I'd never heard of that before. I was thinking maybe it would leave Danishes, but oh, that's <laughs> well. Then the like cops might eat the uh, <laughs> right might the eat the calling card. <laughs> the pastry man. It doesn't sound as intimidating, does it? <laughs> We're off the rails already. So uh, we need to start this over. It's a six episode, six episodes, right? Yes. And they're about an hour long, pretty close to an hour long. And there's a the female uh, detective investigating is sort of the lead to the story. And then this guy swoops in, and uh, we won't uh, you know talk about the actor names, but the uh, female detective's name in the show, her character is Tulin, and the other guy who comes in, his name is Hess, and he's kind of like the Europol. He's like the FBI of Denmark. He's like he's coming in there. He's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to save the day. But he's got a bad, broken backstory as well. So, um, but the lead female detective is is might be a bad mom too. So, according to the chestnut man. Right, according to the chestnut. I'm not here to judge. Right. That's not my role. We're all I'm doing our mom. best. I'm not a mom. Right. Yeah, we're all doing our best. 
<laughs> just trying to get through every day. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Talk about scotch. So, um, so these two are essentially partners. They get together in a partnering way, not in a lovey lovey way. And, they try to solve the crime. And I'm not going to give the summary like Coco does, where like she gives it all the way to the end and then resolves the story and then you don't have to watch the show. When do I do that? Like every time. I haven't done that in a long time. And so needless to say, there is a pursuit of the ne'er-do-well and he is on the loose. But there's also... <laughs> there's also the Minister of Social Services. She's involved somehow. And it's really kind of complicated, but it's not. So the through line from the very first episode is the, like... Chestnut Man. Well, besides the Chestnut Man, it's the uh, minister lady whose daughter a year previously had gone missing, presumed murdered, and she and her family are trying to find out if their daughter is really murdered while all these other murders are going on. Which is something I forgot to mention in the summary, which is kind of an important (laughs) part of the plot. (laughs) So Coco, help me. What did you, what did you think? See, this is why I don't do the summaries. No, no, you're fine at the summaries. No, but you uh, think you're bad at the summaries, so you don't put in any effort. This is it's like you with cooking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like you think you're a bad cook, but actually you're not. No, I know I'm a bad cook. No, you're not. I have no Sorry. patience for it. I didn't so. mean to take us a left turn into our social lives, but no, uh, that's okay. What did you think, or any comments to add on to that? No, I think I think that's pretty much it. Okay, and what did you think of? The chestnut man. <laughs> it's, it's actually. It's, okay, stop. Okay. Okay. So uh, I I thought the, I liked it. I thought the story was compelling. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's violent. It's extremely it's gory. gory. But um, it's gory off to the side. No, it, I mean, like you, you never don't, see the eyes get spiked out. You yeah, just see you the don't aftermath, right? You see the hands getting sawed off. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you see the corpse strung up in the woods with hands and feet missing Mm -hmm. and a big hole where the eyeballs used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, In the final episode, there's an impalement when someone goes through a windshield Mm -hmm. and gets a big ass branch right through the middle of the body. Um, So be prepared. This is not. Don't watch it with your kids or your grandma. Right. Um, the violence against the women to me was a little off-putting. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just kind of tired of seeing, even though I realize this is reflective of real life because women tend to be the victims of Mm -hmm. crimes Mm -hmm. frequently. Um, I, I just, I'm kind of tired of seeing women get (laughs) dismembered and, you know, yeah. All that stuff. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, I didn't think of that, but I agree with that. Yeah, so that was a bit off-putting, especially mm-hmm. because the whole storyline was these people are bad mothers based on one person's completely subjective view of and, motherhood. And we do see, we do get glimpses into the lives of these mothers, and they don't really seem like they're all that bad a mother. Like it just might be a glimpse into their lives, and this guy's all judgy, and he's making these decisions. So I think that's part of the the story as well. Right. So that that was a bit of a turnoff, even though obviously it's the plot Mm -hmm. is that. Um, I liked the interaction between Tulin and Hess. Um, Yeah. I thought they had very good chemistry. I liked the guy who played Hess, whose name we are not going to try to pronounce. Oh, I could try it. Okay, go. Mikael Bo Fulisgard. I th- that sounds right to me. That sounds like 
that's that's two scotches in. That's what that is. <laughs> no, that's like five cookies in. Oh, cookies. Well, like, all right. <laughs> cookies and cookie dough. That's five yeah, cookies and cookie dough. You're one. right. Um, yeah, I thought they were good. I liked the supporting players. Um, yeah, the, uh, I I've got more to say, but you can you can offer your thoughts as well. I'm well, not gonna I, I was talk looking, for ten minutes. I was looking then... up something, and so you're supposed oh, to keep talking. Okay, sorry about that. Also. Another problem I I had with it was, and we talked about this extensively, the big reveal of who the chestnut man is kind of came out of left field. There's a connection to one of the main characters in the past that wasn't... The past was alluded to briefly in the first episode and then again in maybe around the fifth episode um but otherwise the person who did it just was not anybody we remotely thought it was gonna be and once we sat down and thought about it we're like oh yeah well that would be why this and that would explain that but it wasn't any of the top like say five people we thought it was gonna be so i don't know if i like that that we were so thoroughly fooled or that i don't like that yeah i so i I completely agree with that coco and where i am on that is it's kind of cheating when so yes that's what happens in real life it's a surprise and everything like that but when you're in the in a show like we are you're immersed in it you're seeing scenes from different places it would be nice to get a tip off because like that's kind of the fun of the whole thing is like, I think it's that guy. Oh, no, I think it's that guy. It's not that guy. It, maybe it's this guy. Whereas the two people we thought, you know, there was one guy we both really thought. And then there was a secondary guy that I kind of thought. And they were not anywhere close to being the guys who did it. And the guy who actually did it was like, oh, that's that doesn't when, when, the, when the reveal happened, I was like, no, how does he even do it? I will say once it was revealed who the killer is. Usually when you have that in like one single TV episode or movie, I usually don't like that because then the investigator spends like 10 minutes having this big monologue about like, well, I knew who it was, you know, because of all these clues that I found that we didn't reveal to the audience. I did those off screen. Right, totally. (laughs) So normally when somebody surprising is revealed to be the culprit, I don't like it because it's a cop out. But I thought they did after the fact explain it. Yeah, They spent like the entire final episode kind of explaining why this person did what they did without having one of the main detectives be like, aha, there were like three different people who kind of figured out that the case wasn't closed Mm -hmm. on their own based on different clues. And then it all kind of came together at the end. So it wasn't just this sort of eye rolly unsatisfying ending like Mm -hmm. it could have been. What I liked about it was, and I like a lot of these shows that we watch that, and by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this, it's in Danish with uh, English subtitles, or you can have it dubbed if you want to as well, but why do that? Um, I uh, We've watched a lot of these. So we watched a crime uh, show based in Denmark, one in Finland, one in Spain. One in Iceland. One in Iceland, one in uh, France, France. And one other one, maybe, but we've we've visited some exotic lands and seen a lot of murders, 
like Iceland has like three murders a year and then there was like three <laughs> in the first episode I think in, in right. the show we saw and then I'm just looking now at the stats and uh, the crack uh, research team has handed me this uh, handed me this document and Denmark has 5.8 million people so roughly the population of Connecticut and uh, they had 50 murders last year and then 48, 50, 48, 49, that kind of thing. So we saw three murders, four murders, five murders actually with the cops. And that's like a, that's a crime spree. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's making f- huge news. There's full lockdown in Denmark. <laughs> If there's five murders within, you know, a week or whatever it happens to be. So I don't know what it is with these, some of these series, like the people are, is this what they imagine to be entertainment is like, <laughs> let's imagine it's worse than it is. Well, yeah. I <laughs> it's mean, like in, if, if it was based in the United States, you'd be like, can you imagine how many murders there would be? Especially, I think uh, the homicide rate went up 30% year on year between 2019 and 2020, thanks to the pandemic. pandemic. So... 50 murders is like a Tuesday in Hartford. You know? <laughs> it's not like anything special. Right. Uh, so I can imagine if it was the equivalent, you know, we're going to make a series like this in the United States. It's like, there's not enough people left in the country. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but as far as, as the drama, as far as the storyline, as far as the uh, acting, Coco, what what did you like? Um. Yeah, I thought Tulin and Hess, I thought their chemistry was good. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, I actually, uh, I should shout out the lady who plays Tulin. I'm going to mangle her name, Danica Kersich. Kersich. Mm-hmm. Do, you want, she, do you want some scotch? It's help, yes. It helps. <laughs> she was the lead in a Netflix limited series at the end of 2020 called Equinox. I would actually not recommend that. It was a very interesting story, but then it kind of went off the rails and it was really unsatisfying at the ending. Mm. So she played a very similar character in this as she did to in, in that in uh, it was called Equinox. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but she, I liked her. She, I thought she struck a good balance of being devoted to her job, but also realizing that she doesn't have enough time for her child. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought she did a good job. I thought the entire cast was really good. All the supporting actors were good. I like the two leads, like you said. I like the chemistry they had. Everybody was pretty believable. Mm-hmm. Like I like the tortured. Hess was really a tortured guy, but he yeah. was quietly Scandinavian. You know, tortured. It wasn't like. He wasn't screaming at the bathroom walls or anything like that. And in certain scenes, he was just quietly tortured. And um, I thought that the uh, the sets and everything like that were really good. The music was really good. Everything was believable. There was one scene in either the fifth or sixth episode where Hess and a local small town cop go to that cop's sister's house because she <laughs> might have some evidence from a related crime in the 80s. And that cop and his sister are having this conversation and it's like every 
family conversation you've ever had. Like, well, you said you had it. Well, I thought I had it. Well, why don't you have it? We came here specifically yeah. because you have it. Yeah. Oh, I'll find it. You want to stay for dinner? No, we need to go. What's for dinner? <laughs> oh, pulled pork. Oh, do you have like the, you know, apple rings? You know, like it. You know? <laughs> it was very legitimate. It sounded uh, very authentic. Yeah, totally. It was. Meanwhile, Hess is, you know, single-handedly cracking the case right. by looking at this wall of photos, you know, yeah. <laughs> like while they're in the background talking about pork shoulder or whatever. Yeah. And I, I like the uh, investigation in this. It was not like, I know that uh, when I was talking about Goliath season four and Billy McBride's revelation that he was the only one who knew to look at the video. <laughs> and then meanwhile, <laughs> there's 35 lawyers lo- working on the case. It wasn't, there wasn't anything like that. They put a lot of this stuff together themselves. They piecemealed it. They used a lot of technology. Um, so I, I, overall, I thought it was pretty well done. I, I would recommend it. I would, uh, it was a start, a stark contrast to the one that we started watching called Innocent a Harlan Corbin one. Which language was that in again? Uh, that was in Spain. That was Spain. It was Spanish. And it was a very similar start. We only got through two episodes and then I bailed. But um, it was a very sullen female detective character looking into these grisly murders. And I just didn't like any of the characters in that one. It just didn't feel right. Whereas this one had a very similar idea. You know, the the, the people that start this off have their own ghosts and their own skeletons and that sort of thing. Um, but it actually played out pretty well. So I would recommend this one definitely over uh, Innocent or Innocente. So what would you give it then out of 87 numbers or whatever you do? No, I do 10 numbers, okay. but I usually give everything a seven. Yeah. So this was about a seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> about, about out of 26 letters, Coco. <laughs> I'd give well, it there's a- more than 26 because you give plus and minus. Oh, I do give plus and minus. So it could yeah. be... It could be 52. Yeah, triple that or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'd i give it like a B. Yeah, solid B. Yeah, solid B. Maybe a B minus because of like the whole violence against women thing. Right. But, you know, yeah, I I like the story. I like the actors. The uh, I thought you would give it a C for Copenhagen. <laughs> no, that's you. Oh. I did. Uh, Not a D for Denmark. Speaking of Copenhagen, it was also... Kind of like uh, the courthouse scenes at the end of season four of Goliath, where there was this really kind of washed out like a filter, sepia kind of thing, you know, on everything. Mm-hmm. There weren't any really bright, brilliant colors. So I'm beginning to wonder if it's our TV. No, because I watched Goliath season four on my laptop. Oh, and it was only those scenes in the courthouse that had that weird filter. And then as soon as they walked outside of the courthouse, suddenly like they're in Oz Mm -hmm. and (laughs) And your eyes are going, no, too bright. Yeah. I was like, is something wrong with my laptop? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? Maybe there is, or maybe there's something wrong with our Netflix account. No, that because Goliath is on Amazon. Oh, (laughs) see, I'm offering all these ideas and And I'm just shooting them down. None of them are correct. I'm just shooting them down. I'm just trying to be generous to. Yeah. I'm crushing your will to live. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anything else to add, Coco, on this fine, fine docu... No, it's not a docu-series. On this fine, limited series... He really hasn't been drinking. The Chestnut Man. No, I think I think we covered it. Okay. So if you see chestnut men in your neighborhood, if you see them, say something. Did I even know that chestnuts could like be eaten? Like, I don't think I Or I've you ever... can roast them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't even know if I've ever had one. Well, maybe we'll go out in the yard and find out. We'll go and battle uh, the squirrels for the chestnuts. <laughs> Do we have chestnuts in our yard? Maybe. Uh, we have lots of nuts in our yard. <laughs> Not to mention in the house. But um, All right. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for joining us. It's another edition of the podcast. I'm Not Coco. And I'm Not Dolls. <laughs>